Well, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host for Connecting the Dots. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Connecting the Dots. Trying to teach the people and pupils how to rightly divide God's word where it's supposed to be read and where it's supposed to be studied. This is Joseph Brown and Connected Dots. How's everybody doing today? Okay, without any further ado, uh, I've been teaching on this book, out of this book called God's Secret, a book that has been written by uh, the author is Marianne Mantley, who wrote this book, Marianne Mantley, and I've been uh, teaching out of this book uh, about uh, how to rightly divide God's word and you know, try to, uh, you know, learn how to uh, teach people how to understand God's timeline. And I've been calling it the treasure hunt, the treasure hunt. That means, you know, you're, you're trying to find a puzzle, so you're trying to find a certain jewel so you can understand God's word. I have two segments on this already called called God's Secret. I'm going to, this is, will be the third segment that I will be uh, reading and quoting out of the book of by Marianne Manley out of San Diego, California. That's called God's Secret. I'm going to be about 25 minutes long, no longer than that, no longer than 25 minutes, and I'm going to get right to it because I want everyone to get the meat out of this 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 outstanding book that's uh, authored by Marianne Manley. And about time, I believe about time, uh, you know, I get through reading out this book and giving my uh, my comments on it and uh, and what I feel about the book and everything. I read the book uh, twice. I think I've read the book two, uh, two times, and I can do a lot of other books that I read. So I know what's in this book, and I think it's worth uh, it's worth getting, and it's worth uh, reading yourself because it's very picturistic. You know, it has beautiful pictures in it, and it has very basic understanding that even a child can understand. And she has other books that are for children as well. But this is a very book that is, makes it very basic that even a child can understand. So without either further ado, I'm going to continue on segment three on Treasure Hunt, my teaching out of Marianne Manley's book, God's Secret. This is Joseph Brownlee. Okay. And I'm quoting out of the book. You can only believe as much as you have understood. This was a quote by Cornelius R. Stam. You can only believe as much as you have understood. That is so true. When we read the Bible, it is best to take the literal meaning. For the most part of for the most part is to ask what is written, who is speaking, to whom, when, why, and what is the prevailing circumstance. Let me read that again. The important thing to understand about the Bible is what is written. Who is speaking, to whom, when, why, and what is the prevailing circumstance. You know, and reading out of that context right there, we must understand the who, the what, the when, the why, the where, and the how is very important when you're trying to understand God's word. Those concepts concepts is very important. Now, I'm quoting out of this book, and I'm going to be reading this, How to Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. Now, I'm going to be reading a lot of... Uh, scriptures out of this book and then if you got your pen and your paper and your notes I would like for you to take these scriptures down but remember I'm quoting out of Mary Manley's book God's Secret and everything so I'm going right through it it's, it's like a cliff note so I'll be going right through it this is not a breakdown of the whole Bible verse by verse but this is a cliff note a review of breaking down God's timeline in a, in a reviewable way so you can get some type of basic or paramedic view of what God's word is saying I'd like to get that out there for continue reading. So continue out of the book by Marion Manley. 
There is a divinely inspired timeline embedded in the Bible which followed the order of the books of the Bible, Genesis to Mid-Acts, Romans to Philemon, Hebrews to Revelation. Let me read that again. Genesis to Mid-Acts, Romans to Philemon, Hebrews to Revelation. The dispensation of grace begins in Acts and I, okay? Spiritual growth can only happen after people are saved. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. You'll find in 1 Corinthians 2.14, read 1 Corinthians 2 and 14. To get the most out of the Bible, we must also believe that God has inspired and preserved his word for you, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Go to 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13. Okay. After salvation, not rightly dividing can severely hurt one's spiritual growth. Because with right division, we have a clear understanding of how to be saved. Okay, let me read that again. After salvation, not rightly dividing can severely hurt one's spiritual growth. Because with right division, we have a clear understanding uh, of how to be saved. That is very important to learn how to write to write God's word. And to know what God's purpose and plan is. Our specific instruction is sound doc- doctrine. And this age of grace is only found in Paul's letters or Paul's epistles, which is Romans through Philemon. Quoting, we need to be stabilized in the truth. As you read in this book, you would notice that God has an adversary, Satan, who has tried to destroy his plan. There is a battle going on between God and Satan. That is so important to understand in the Bible. But he is defeated. He is a, defeat, he is a, a defeated enemy. Christ defeated Satan on the cross. Soon after that, God revealed his secret to us through Paul. So, this is Mary and Manly saying, So, my desire to you is the same as Paul's, that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. You'll find, go, to, go to Colossians 1 and 9. You'll understand what she means by that. Okay, these are quotes from Mary and Manly out of the book God's Secret and Everything. So, I'm going to continue. Reading by Mary and Manly. Quoting, The most important thing in life, Okay, the most important thing in life is not fame, fortune, or happiness. No, the most important thing in life is where we spend eternity. Oh, that is so, so important, so vital for, you know, unbelievers to understand and believers. And we only have this lifetime to decide where, we, where that will be. And as it is appointed to men, once to die, but after this judgment. Let me read that again. As it is appointed to men, wants to die, but after this, the judgment. You find it in Hebrews 9 and 27. Hebrews 9 and 27. Continue reading, quoting. We all do wrong things because we are imperfect. God is holy and nothing imperfect can stand before him. We cannot clean ourselves up and be perfect. Many people have the wrong idea that there is something they can, they can or must do to be saved. There is nothing we can do to make ourselves acceptable to God. However, the wrong things we do, like sins, are not the things that is keeping us from being accepted by God today. No, the thing that keeps us from being accepted by God is, listen to this, unbelief. The thing that's keeping us from God today is unbelief. It's not our sin. Okay, quoting. The sins of all people for all time have already been paid for by Jesus Christ. Listen to this. This is very important. And I don't think a lot of, even a lot of believers don't even understand this concept or just how often they accept, you know. Let me read this again. The sins of all people for all time have already been paid for by Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he bore the sins of all mankind. 
reading. Jesus Christ shed his blood and died in our place, was buried, and rose to life again three days later. So our sins are paid for, but in order to be forgiven, we have to believe what Jesus Christ did. Now, what what you saying? Go to 2 Corinthians 5 or 19. That is that explains God is not charging the world, the unsaved, for their sins. Let me say this again. This is very surprising and shocking to a lot of people, especially believers. God is not charging anyone. The Bible in the King James says imputing. He's not imputing or charging anyone for their sins because Jesus took care of that on the cross. Now I'm talking about the unsaved as well. Yes, the unsaved sins has been taken care of on the cross. They are not going to heaven and they are not saved, but their sins has been taken care of already on the cross. And in order for them to get the whole benefits, the whole package, they must believe what Jesus has done on the cross. That's plain and simple. So, reading again, but in order to be forgiven, we have to believe that what Jesus Christ did, what he done on the cross. Okay, continue. The perfect Son of God became sin for us so that we could receive his righteousness. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You find that in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21. Please write these verses down. Listeners, please write these verses down. Very, very important. Okay. Now, let's go back to unbelief. Unbelief is the only thing that separates us you and I from eternal life with God. But God loves us and wants us to believe, so he gently invites us to put our faith in what Jesus has done. The key point here is what Jesus has done is what saves you. Believing of what Jesus done, that's what saves you, okay? We need to put our trust in who Christ is and what he has done for us, okay? And whom, Jesus, you also trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believe you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 1 and 13. Ephesians 1 and 13. Okay, reading. Once we stop trusting in ourselves and place our trust in Jesus, we are sealed with the Holy Spirit. Now, contrary to what many believers and uh, Pentecostals and Charismatics, they believe you really got to seek and you really got to really search and you really got to do certain things to get filled with the Holy Spirit. But according to the Bible, you just have to believe. You have to believe what Jesus done on the cross to, and you will be automatically sealed. Your sealant is the Holy Spirit. You receive the Holy Spirit on the day of salvation. The minute you receive Christ and believe what he done on the cross, that's when you receive the Holy Spirit. This is biblical. Just go to Ephesians 1 and 13. Ephesians 1 and 13. Continue reading. Once we stop trusting in ourselves and place our trust in Jesus, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that we will spend eternity with God, which is the earnest. Earnest down payment. You know when you put a down payment on the car, that's a down payment giving you a title deed, somewhat a part of that payment and everything. So uh, the Holy Spirit is a down payment proving that our salvation is sealed in God and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our down payment, excuse me, proving that we are uh, eternally saved, okay? 
All right, let me read this again. Once we stop trusting in ourselves and place our trust in Jesus, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit as a guarantee that we will spend eternity with God, which is the earnest down payment, like I was trying to explain, of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, the believer, at the rapture or the taking away of the blessed hope, which is the rapture of the church, and to the praise of his glory. Go to Ephesians 1 and 14, and you'll read the whole quote, Ephesians 1 and 14. All right. Listen to this. All the children of Adam are helpless. We inherited Adam's spiritual deadness. By one man, listen, Adam's sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. You'll find this in Romans 5 and 12. Our sin is because of what Adam done in the beginning when Adam sinned and ate of the fruit. It brought all sin and it brought all curse on the human race and everything that the whole universe was cursed. I do a lot of, I do a teaching on that in uh, 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 Body of Christ Real Talk. And I just break down a simple, uh, what, what's, what really went down you know, when Adam ate the fruit. And the only one really explained that as well as anyone is the Apostle Paul. It doesn't explain what all happened to us when Adam ate the fruit in time past or in the Old Testament. Paul really explains it better than anybody, you know, throughout the Bible. Okay, reading. We cannot save ourselves. We are spiritually dead. But once we believe, we instantly become spiritually alive to God by his power. Okay, reading. This is a quote from Ephesians 2.01. And you have he quickened, quickened me, made it alive, and who were dead and trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2.01. Let me read that again. And you have he quickened, and you had he made alive, brought to life, who were dead and trespasses and sins. Ephesians 2.01. So when we believe, we are taken out of Adam and placed into Jesus Christ. For as in Adam, all died. Even so, in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, when I'm, I'm going to continue to read this, and I want you to, I'm going to read it slowly. And I'm not going to try to break down everything that I'm reading. So, you know, if you want to understand it, just go back through it and everything. Because the time constraint, I'm just going to read right through it. That's why I, I advise everyone that's listening to please write these scriptures down and read and go over this podcast again so you can go through it. You know, because the time constraints, it's very clearly the way Mary and Manly breaks it down. So you should have some type of understanding. Okay, so let me read this again. When we believe we are taken out of Adam and placed into Jesus Christ, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. First Corinthians 15 22. First Corinthians 15 and 22. We cannot see or feel this happening. We must take it by faith in what God says in His Word. We must trust in what Jesus did and His merit and not in ourselves. From the moment we believe we are complete in him, you will read Colossians 2 and 10, read Colossians 2 and 10. For the moment we accept him, we are complete in him. Colossians 2 and 10 explains that. Spiritually, we are translated out of Adam and into his dear son, Jesus, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Go to Colossians 1 and 13 and read that Colossians 1 and 13. A lot of scriptures, please write them down. We are not accepted by God in ourselves. Let me read that again. We are not accepted by God in ourselves, but we are accepted by the Father and His beloved Son. 
to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Ephesians 1 and 6. Let me read that over again so you can get a better understanding. Quoting, we are not accepted by God in ourselves, but we are accepted by the Father in his beloved Son. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Go to Ephesians 1 and 6 and read the whole verse. Ephesians 1 one and six. I'm just, some of these uh, verses is partially quoted in my Marianne Manley's book. So you need, that's why she got these, which is good. She's got, uh, she's got the whole scripture that can, you can go there and just read the whole verse to get a better understanding. Okay. Continuing. Christ pray, paid for us with his blood and whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. You can also find it in Ephesians 1 and 7. Let me repeat that. Christ paid for us with his blood, and whom we have redemption. We have been redeemed through his blood. The forgiveness of sin, our sins have been forgiven, you know, according to the riches of his grace. You'll find this in Ephesians 1 and 7. Ephesians 1 and 7. Okay, quoting. We are baptized or identified in Christ. Let me read that again. We are baptized or you could just say we are identified into Christ. For as many of you as have been been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Go to Galatians 3 and 27. Galatians 3 and 27. Now when God sees us, he sees Jesus. God loves his son more than anything. And we are in him. Okay. Let me... uh, do something here. Alrighty. And we are in him. My tablets went out and everything. I don't like when it happens and everything. That's why I really have a book than, than a tablet. Okay. Alrighty. So we must understand these things when we just read the Bible. It's very important, you know. We, we got to understand the Bible. We got to understand what Jesus done on the cross and how important that is for us. You know, and we must we must believe that. All right. Once we start trusting in ourselves and place our trust in Jesus, where I'll seal with the Holy Spirit. I've read that and everything, so I'm going to continue to read this. Okay. We are baptized and identified into Christ. That's why I left out for it. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You're finding in Galatians 3 and 27. Galatians 3 and 27. Now, when God sees us, he sees Jesus. I'm going over these again because my tablet went off. Excuse me, but I'm going over what I have just read again. Okay. He sees Jesus. God loves his son more than anything. And we are in him. There is no safer place to be. God is one in three persons. Remember this. God is one in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. It was the second person of the Godhead who took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Philippians 27. Philippians 27. Continue. To be saved, we need to believe the gospel. Now, listen to this very uh, carefully and very clearly, saints. To be saved, we need to believe the gospel. What is the gospel? The good news of our salvation. So to be saved, we need to believe the good news, which is the gospel of our salvation. How? That by the crucifixion. Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. This is the way to be saved today. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. You'll find that in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. This is the salvation message, saints. Saints, when you want to witness to somebody, bring them to this message, send them to this verse. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. Okay? 
And once we believe this gospel, our sins are judged at the cross, and we will not be judged by them again. Thank you, Lord, for that. Mary Manley says it in her quote. Now I agree with her. Thank you, Lord. All right, read it. If we are in Christ, we are judged by his works. If we are in Adam, we are judged by our own works. Let me read that again. If we are in Christ, we are judged by his works. If we are in Adam, we are judged by our own works. So our problem was that we inherited Adam's sinfulness and also commit our own sins. But by faith in Christ, we are justified freely. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You'll find it in Romans 3.24. Romans 3.24. So Jesus obeyed. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. The disobedience of one man was Adam. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. The man, the one that was obedient and made many righteous was Christ, was Jesus. You can find that and read the whole verses at Romans 5 and 19. Romans 5 and 19. Continuing. Jesus died in our place. He took the payment we deserved. His blood paid for our sins. We received the gift of eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 6 and 23. Find that in Romans 6 and 23. When we trust in what Jesus Christ has done for us, a transaction occurs. Our sins are, pl- are placed on Jesus Christ and we receive his righteousness. Please put your trust in Jesus now, for we do not know what tomorrow may bring. I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there. Then she has some pictures and everything about that, you know. So we need to stop right there because she has some pictures after that. So we want to uh, stop right there. Then we're going to get into the whole book. See, all of this was an introduction. Remember, this was an introduction that I was reading. I haven't even started in the book yet. This was an introduction. That's why I stopped right there. I'm going to get, she has other premises and everything and shows you about the picture about rightly dividing and what we're going to be going through for, through this book. And this is going to be the beginning of our treasure hunt. You know, this is going to be a beginning of our treasure hunt. I'm going to read this quote note to the reader that I think is important because I am reading and quoting out of her book, God's Secret. So I'm going to read a a quick note from Mary Manley explaining what this book is designed for. Quoting, this book is designed to be read from beginning to end. Please do not discourage or be discouraged if you do not understand everything right away. That's very important, okay? Get the overview of the Bible first. Then later you can go back to the unclear part to understand it better. I pray that everything will become clear to you as you read on, okay? All right, so that's very plain and explanatory, okay? All right, I'm going to stop there. But I hope you got something. See, this was an introduction. Remember, I'm reading out of this book called God's Secret. So I'm going. it's not going to be a lot of things that I'm saying. The majority of this book is going to be the quotes and the things that what I'm quoting is, is written by Marianne Manley in her book called God's Secret, you know. So I might go through it. I might flip over a few words or something like this. But that's why I want you to keep going over the audio. And on the long run, I just like you to get this book yourself remember I, I don't try to promote these books or 
anything like that but I throw them out there because I think they're worth reading and I think it's a it's a good way to get a paramedic view or a cliff note I like to use that overview of the whole Bible you will not understand the whole Bible by reading this book let me just get the straight or any other book just like the Bible the big picture by Laurie John Verstigen you will not get the whole big picture of the Bible but it's just like a cliff note of getting the understanding of this book that's why so the next time I start I will be starting in the beginning of God's secret Marianne's book and then we'll be going from there I'm going to go past the acknowledgements and stuff like that acknowledgements of people that forwarded the book and I'm just get straight into the meat and I'm going to fly right through it as a clip note so you can get some understanding of a paramedic view of God of God's timeline okay all right. I hope you got something out of that. This is a book I'm reading out called God's Secret. This is the beginning of our treasure hunt. I'm finally through with the introduction. This is the third segment of God's Secret. And I just got through the introduction. I hope you got some type of understanding or a basic view of God's word and her her, her view and why she wrote the book. I thought that was very important to get her view and get all that out there so we can get some type of foundation about the book and that thing okay this is joseph brownlee god bless you all thank you for listening to this third segment of this treasure hunt of understanding god's plan it's going to be a fun ride let's make it fun let's enjoy it this is joseph brownlee god bless you all this is but this is the connecting the dots i keep saying body of christ real talk but i this is connecting the dots by Joseph Brownlee. Love y'all. I'm going to pray now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this teaching today, Lord. Help me to get to have the utterance to understand your word so I can be able to take, teach others and get your word out there, Father, in the name of Jesus. I know I don't do it correctly, Lord, and everything, my speech might not come out right, but Father, I'm going to trust you because I know you are a perfect Holy Spirit working in this imperfect vessel. A perfect Holy Spirit working in this imperfect vessel so help me to slow down so i can be able to help others to understand the way your word comes to life and your timelines is explained through this book by mary and manly bless her heart god's secret in the name of jesus if you are an unbeliever you know you know listening to this you know my advice is you to get saved trust jesus christ as your savior by believing that one by believing in first corinthians 15 3 to 4 is death burial resurrection be saved get saved you know that's that's the important thing so your spirit could be quickened and made alive to get for you to get the best meat and the best spiritual fruit so your fruit can start growing and it could be watered and start growing and things of god that's very important before we go any further and even reading this book you are welcome to do it but I, my advice is you is to give your heart to christ get some type of your spiritual understanding will be enlightened and will be open and your spiritual eyes will be open I guarantee that if you focus and if you really trust Jesus in your heart by believing what he done on the cross is death, very resurrection. That's very important for the unbeliever. Believers, open up. Keep your spiritual eyes open. Be ready to get fed so you can be able to teach others about the principles and the concepts and God's timeline, okay? God bless you all. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. This is the third segment of reading out of Marion Manley's book, God's Secret on our treasure hunt. This is Joseph Brownlee of Connecting the Dots. God bless you all. Stay tuned, and I will see you then on the next segment of Connecting the Dots. Bye-bye. Love you all.